a martial arts movie podcast. Ha-ha, I threw that shit before I walked in the room. Yeah. Featuring drunken Thai boxer Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master Zero. You've lost your boss. And now. Call, call, call. I don't come through. You know, baby. Fists of fail. Do you think once we're vaccinated, we'll be undefeatable against COVID-19? Are we going to be Bloody Mary killing people? Ooh, I hope not. <laughs> that was fucking terrible. Uh, yeah. Right, hey, uh, hey, listeners. Uh, happy April. Um, uh, we're done with Women's History Month. Or, or are we? Uh, I don't know why I turned into Jeff Goldblum just now. Um, because... Um, yeah, we didn't dis- we didn't cover Cynthia Rothrock yet, have we? But uh, there was good reason. We went through a whole shit ton of her catalog, uh, particularly her Hollywood films, and none of them were, you know, let, let's just say um, competent. <laughs> not not many of them were very competent. And uh, after going through so many of them, there was one film that kind of struck us as something that we could possibly cover. And it would be the perfect segue for a perfect introduction for our April theme. Happy April Fools! We're doing shitty movies! You fools! (laughs) Uh, uh, Specifically, we're doing So Bad It's Good movies, right? Um, So I don't know if all of you know this. Zero and I, and Mark, who is, again, not here, uh, we love, we eat So Bad's Good Movies for breakfast. Like, we love this shit. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, when it comes to Cynthia Rothrock, unfortunately, she has a couple of those films that kind of fit under that category. Uh, We had another contender for today's episode that we, uh, we decided ultimately not to go with, but maybe you'll listen to it on our Patreon. Um, but yeah, today we are covering possibly her most famous So Bad It's Good movie, right, Zero? Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely, because I think the clip of the final fight, uh, definitely overshadows everything in this movie. And if you've heard of either, whether or not you've heard of Undefeatable, at some point in your internet I don't know, lifespan, somebody has probably sent you the clip of the last fight scene of two sweaty, muscular men duking it out, and eventually, yeah, one of them meets in a a hilariously over-the-top fate. Yeah, and they're incredibly, incredibly (laughs) (laughs) overacting. It's fantastic. Uh, I mean, yeah, I was sent that clip a while ago, too. I'm sure you were, too. Mm -hmm. It's, It's probably the most defining feature of this movie. And then I don't know, but then watching the movie and actually sitting through it. By the way, I've seen this movie a long time ago. I think it was actually right after that clip was released. And I thought, you know, it's not that bad. You know, um, at that back then, I didn't have a penchant for so bad, it's good. Uh, it's like, okay, I don't get why this is so bad. The last fight's definitely ridiculous, but it's not that terrible. Uh, and then now, what, 15 years later... <laughs> Now I'm watching it again. Um, yeah, I, I actually feel the same. Like I actually do appreciate some of the the badness of the movie, but it's actually not so bad as good it's, at certain points. In fact, it's just generally entertaining. It's uh, yes, no. I I completely agree. Uh, when we were watching this, I think we both had uh, similar thoughts. Where yeah, that clip, that last over the top hilarity of a fight scene, 
it sucks the the movie as a whole into the quote unquote so bad as good category when in reality the movie is pretty competent it's silly at times because of the script and because of the acting but everyone is trying to play it straight for the most part yep. it's it's because of that the over the topness of the last fight where uh, everyone says oh this is a so bad it's good movie when i don't really think it is yeah yeah and oh man that's one way to start our theme the month well, it's that- like oh the, the so bad it's good movie that everyone knows isn't so bad it's good yeah that was one of the things i wanted to discuss almost <laughs> like we were going to debunk the fact that this is a so bad it's a, excuse me so bad it's good movie when in fact it really isn't it's yeah it's of the time it's definitely of the time the, the oh my god the hair the outfits <laughs> and i don't know if this is a hollywood movie or if this was more of a straight to video sort of release mm. but yes unfortunately some of the acting is not the best so it it feels like it could like it's just ripe it it's it wants to go over that line into the so bad it's good territory into the greener pastures of samurai cop and miami connection it's just for me personally it it doesn't go over that fence yeah yeah it's but you know it i do think it's entertaining and the action is worth talking about uh some other contenders that we had which we can again listen to in more depth uh if you follow us on patreon more plugs (laughs) for your listeners uh one of them being honor and glory uh that one i actually think is a so bad as good movie um and i would Oh, maybe even more so than that is uh, Eyes of the Dragons, aka a fight, uh, fight to win, which you and I thought was—I mean, I, I don't, maybe I'm speaking for you—but that movie is like incomprehensible. <laughs> it's like it's like way worse than uh, this composite cut of uh, Bloody Mary Killer slash Undefeatable, and that was an actually released movie uh, in its original format. Um, unfortunately, that movie's um, fighting, uh, fight choreography, and there's really not much to talk about. So that would have been a good contender for a so bad as good movie. I would actually say that if you want to watch a Cynthia Rothrock movie that actually qualifies as that, go watch that instead. Um, but yeah, Undefeatable actually is worthy of our show because the fighting is actually at times pretty damn good, right? Yeah, I agree. It's on the shorter side. Uh, it's... Uh, we can elaborate on it a little more. For me, I noticed when the fight started ramping up a little bit and I started enjoying the choreography, they'd cut to something or the person would get defeated extremely quickly and I would just be left wanting more right. and kind of confused. Why would you have this short, short fight scene that didn't even really need to be there? Right, but right. yes, we can elaborate on that. Uh, one of the things I wanted to uh, touch on is... This is a Godfrey Ho movie, or Godfrey Hall, as he's credited oh, yeah. in the credits. And he's got a lot of interesting backstory behind him. Oh, boy. And yeah. I don't know if you caught it, but Will did mention that this is also known as Bloody Mary Killer because he took this movie, when he took this movie to Chinese audiences, he filmed new scenes with the Hong Kong actors and stuntmen and made almost a completely different movie, which is amazing, I yeah. think. But yeah, for sure. Uh, actually, that's the polar opposite Godfrey Ho normally does. But he's even though he's a Hong Kong director, uh, he mostly does American productions. And he, well, oh, 
he will take pre-existing Asian films and then splice in uh, short, like filmed in an afternoon sequences with white actors and piece them together. Think think uh, those Godzilla films from like the 50s where like it's it's old footage of Godzilla and then all of a sudden there's just a white guy explaining the whole thing. That's kind of like the same thing here, except uh, it, it recontextualizes everything. It, it redubs everything. Um, and here it's like the complete opposite. Uh, like now we're taking um, an American production and we're putting in Asian actors and, you know, an Asian cast and putting in extra scenes there. And just like in his American production, the Hong Kong version makes just as little sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, the movie Undefeatable the Amer is the is the American version and Bloody Mary Killer is the Hong Kong cut. Undefeatable on its own, it's A to B. Yep. You can understand it completely by itself. I feel that when you watch Bloody Mary Killer, you can get it, but it's it's just going to feel weird because the Asian characters are they they don't really blend well into the that the American storyline. They they really are just wedged in there. Right. It's, it's fun to see Robin Shu some more, and in the Hong Kong uh, version, you get a lot more fights, which is fun. Yep. But uh, that that ending is just so out of left field, where he talks to his uh, adopted sister, and it is abruptly cut. <laughs> yeah, all the scenes with uh, Robin Kang or or Lu Shu or whatever you want to call him. Uh, he he um, yeah, it, it doesn't really tie in with anything. Honestly, I, I I'm very curious with the Hong Kong cut of the movie uh we watched the composite cut uh props to cactus man the man who who composited this for uh, us to watch um it is a combination of both versions uh leaving in all scenes that were in both uh kind of putting everything in a chronological order and sequence from events uh and it doesn't make any sense <laughs> it really doesn't i mean it it does until the end yep when robin shoe's storyline fizzles out like a wet fart it just it didn't need you realize oh this doesn't tie in with the american storyline at all and it feels completely unnecessary okay well let's 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 take turns then you you are sure. we will both each of us take responsibility for explaining the stories of both cynthia rothrock and robin shoe I guess I can take Robin's shoes because that's clearly the more complicated one, right? <laughs> uh, no, I'll do Cynthia Rothrock. Her story is... Hmm, let me think about this. She, uh, she is like fighting underground, but not really because most of her fights are above ground uh, and in public. So, but she's always getting in trouble with, uh, with um, the law. Always getting captured by uh, John Miller, who plays like the love interest slash cop, who's always booking her for getting, you know, uh, getting into these fights. And yeah, that's actually like the, the gist of it. She has also has a sister who uh, is in school. She's going through college. Uh, everyone is going to college in this movie or like everyone ends up going to college in this movie. Um, and she needs to be, she needs to afford college, so Cynthia Rothrock's fighting her way to, to uh, pay for it. Don't tell me Christy got you all to apply. I thought she was joking. No, we applied, but they wouldn't let us in. They said our IQs were too high. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I know that, that that sounds like a lot, but meanwhile, Don Nyam, who plays the villain character, uh, he is, let's just say he has problems. <laughs> 
<laughs> because there is a there is an astonishing amount of rape in this movie. Like there, there... Well, there is one on-screen uh, sexual assault scene, and then the rest of it is implied. So, but there's a lot of yeah. it. There's but a there, lot. There could quote unquote be a lot. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, it does exist there. Uh, the reasoning is because his light, his wife leaves him, and he's just he goes, he has a mental break, and he wants to find his wife. He thinks all women are his wife. Um, all so, redheaded women in flower dresses. So he rapes and murders them. Um, oh, don't forget he takes their eyeballs. Oh, he takes everybody's eyeballs. Everybody's eyeballs. <laughs> everybody's eyeballs. They never explain that actually. Yeah, I was like, why does he do that? <laughs> When the police officer asks the psychologist what what's with the eyes, she actually doesn't have an answer because the scriptwriter didn't have an answer either. Uh, just a little shout out to who that that therapist is. She doesn't have much fighting to do in the movie. She does throw a couple of kicks, as does every character in the movie. Every performer in the movie knows some kung fu. Oh, I love these types of universes where everybody knows martial arts it's, yeah. it's the best it's great it's great so it says right here joyce pride the no is it joyce pride yes yes joyce pride? no i'm sorry uh who plays the female character oh man I'm, I'm really messing this up um so the lead therapist from this movie uh i believe it's donna jason uh i, I think i'm actually wrong about that she is the lead of honor and glory uh and and yes, in that movie, she's like takes the like the even though Cynthia Rothrock is uh, top build, she's basically the one fighting throughout the whole movie. And there, she's great. She actually shows off a you know a lot of martial arts capability here, not so much. So you know, a little props to her. You know, like hey, you wouldn't know it, but she turns out to be a quite uh, accomplished uh, martial artist too. Yeah, I was watching Honor and Glory first, mm -hmm. and then after watching this, I saw she was in it, mm -hmm. and I was the whole time I was thinking. You're a th you're you're a psychologist who knows martial arts. Come on, and then she does. She later later down in the movie she throws a few throws yeah. a few hits, but unfortunately she is just overpowered, so she doesn't really have too much to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, our main players are still uh, Cynthia Rothrock and uh, John Miller versus Don Nyam. Uh, and then throughout the whole movie, we just have a, a couple of scuffles. Uh, so many that we can't, probably can't cover all of them. Oh, and Zero, I guess you can cover the Robin Shoe story because it, it, yeah. they're, they're so tangential. They don't really tie in at all. Yeah, they really don't. But in the Hong Kong version, Robin Shoe is going to meet his father, who is actually played by the director, Godfrey Ho, because he has some sort of list of something i can't remember exactly what it is but there are bad guys in america who want to get the list from him and so there is like this hit on robin shu's character and it's basically robin shu going uh to some different places and kind of hanging out with his friends he reconnects with his brother who he's only been in contact with through phone calls for the past 10 years but somehow he recognizes him hey that, that's great family knows family and then you actually have kind of a d plot with the quote-unquote bad guys who are looking for him because they're making connections they're trying to find out his whereabouts until ultimately they can find him and then also robin shu has a slight love story with his dad's adopted daughter yep 
who sings karaoke by holding the microphone so close to her mouth that they could dub over any song they wanted. <laughs> There's this one song that she sings, and the the verse just goes on and on. It's like, is this a loop? What's happening? I think that act- actress is also the love interest in uh, Dragons Forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. The, the one who um, saves Sammo Hung at the end. Um, yeah, just a little piece of trivia. So, so yeah, go ahead. So, just just one more thing. The so you kind of mentioned this in the Magnificent Warriors episode, how music kind of annoyed you throughout that movie, okay? Because of the endless loop that it went through. I'm sure our listeners know about it when they listen to that episode. <laughs> like, why does this keep going? Well, right. Yes. Well, if you watch Undefeatable and or Bloody Mary Killer. Oh boy, the music is so repetitive in this movie that it started annoying me. Oh, okay. I don't know what it was. It's some jazz, soft, contemporary rock, and it feels like there's only two tracks that they use <laughs> over and over again. Do you think we should really apply to college? I told you, man, our IQs are too high. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. I enrolled you guys. You all start Monday. What about you? Not me. Yeah, it's you. I enrolled you too. Um, yeah, and yet... that, that actually is it. Everyone goes to college. <laughs> Everyone gets signed up for college even without their consent. Yes. It's like, I think you can go to college. I signed you up. Uh, man, this is this is kind of a roller coaster train wreck because there, there's actually a lot of information on this movie. And we covered... Uh, I think we covered a decent amount of it yeah yeah i think so um so yeah bloody mary killer man i don't why the hell did they call it that <laughs> yeah I don't that's know. a that's wonder, a weird title yeah i wonder if mm-hmm. people in hong kong are aware of the bloody mary urban legend because that um, has like nothing to do with this maybe this is we're talking about hangover cures mm. <laughs> oh right right yeah right, yes all right so uh yeah undefeatable way to start off um april fools i guess it's april fools it's a meta april fools because it's not that bad it really isn't and for those of you who we fooled you you <laughs> fools <laughs> <laughs> well we'll cover actual so bad good movies going forward uh for the rest of the month um uh but for this first one i i think is more like what you said in the beginning of the episode we are dispelling this whole theory that it's a so it's a so bad it's good movie. The final fight is definitely, definitely so bad it's good that you can appreciate it at that level. But you know, there's it's not it's not as horrible as everyone says it is. The movie especially is not as horrible as everyone says it is. I think it's actually kind of entertaining at times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's definitely straight to video. You can feel the budget at times. You can feel the the level of acting. But it is not so bad. It's good. Uh, this this is actually the first time I've seen the movie as a whole. I've mm-hmm. only seen this fight scene like anytime somebody decided to share it, like you know, throughout the years. Yeah. Uh, and I was disappointed that it wasn't so bad. It's good because, as I've echoed many many times, this fight just like overshadows everything about yeah. this movie. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it was. It's it's a decent film. It's a good popcorn flick. It it's just not. It's not something you're going to sit down and laugh all the way through. Right, right. Exactly. Um, yeah, and I don't think you should go into this movie with that expectation either. You might actually might go into this movie uh, and like 
you should ha go into this movie expecting some pretty decent ac uh, action for an American-produced movie. Uh, I think uh, for the caliber of fighting that you got in the early 90s, this is not bad. You know, like, uh, you know, like you compare it to other action films at the time uh, or of the of its contemporary American productions. You know, it's a lot more haymakers, a lot more like simple uh, choreography. In here, um, we got a little bit more complexity, complexity. especially um, in the Hong Kong version. Oh well, yeah. Well, that's 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 a given. Um, I'd be curious to actually just one day check out the Hong Kong release in and of itself without watching this composite version. Uh, but I'm I'm undefeatable out. Uh, I, I've I've watched two versions in the span of a week. I'm I'm good. Um, so yeah, undefeatable. Uh, yeah, I'd actually kind of recommend this. It, it's weird. Uh, it's it. it just to throw an olive branch, there are some cheesy terriblenesses of the movie that make it worth watching on that level. If you like So Bad's Good, enough as a whole, right? Uh, the acting can be atrocious at times, uh, but not enough that makes it like that goes throughout the whole film. Um, yeah, I actually say we'll watch the film. Uh, fight scenes. Uh, there's a lot of them. I can't even pick out any individual ones. Maybe I'd just say go watch the Hong Kong release because, like, that clearly has better fights, like, per capita, <laughs> right? Because yeah. it's, you know, it's a, it's a Hong Kong production, right? Uh, although, in terms... I'm sure you'll be taking a hit if you're... In terms of uh, story uh, competence and making sense of the plot if you're watching the Hong Kong version because I have no idea how on earth Robin Shu's story makes sense in that version. All right, I said a lot. Uh, go watch the movie. Definitely watch the final fight for whatever reason you have, whether you like So Bad's Good, whether you like good choreography. I actually, weirdly enough, recommend the final fight for that as well. Especially, well, I definitely like the fight with Cynthia versus uh, Don Neum, the, the fight before that. But the final fight, man, it's, it's, it's really eye-gouging. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I said a lot. Zero. Uh, yeah, this is this is kind of a weird one. I wanted this to be so bad it's good, and it wasn't. It's just a very you know simply made kind of crime thriller or uh, serial killer thriller. Uh, not my cup of tea personally. So I think going in, you should know that it's not so bad. It's good. Um, there is a full-on sexual assault scene. Very uncomfortable. Uh, and it's it's kind of permeated throughout because of the character, so just be aware of that. Yeah, trigger warning. Um, and then there's yeah, then there's kind of like ninety early nineties cheese going on through going on throughout the movie. I don't think I could recommend the movie as a whole, but I think if you're really really curious about that last uh, fight, that infamous fight where you saw the clip, I think I think you could just watch the whole thing, yeah. because eventually what happens is. You get to that moment and you're just like, oh, okay, that's how we got here. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, um, in terms of in terms of fights, uh, I like the Cynthia Rothrock versus um, I don't know that character's name. He was a Chinese stuntman. Uh -huh. They fight in the warehouse mm -hmm. and then it turns into a brawl. I actually did like that fight. And then yeah, pretty much the same as you. Like I think the last fights uh, are where they get good. I think the Hong Kong fights are definitely better in terms of choreography and editing. Yep. So you might you might just be able to watch the Hong Kong version and get the best of everything. Yeah. But the story, from what I've heard some YouTubers say, is it's a little more incomprehensible. 
I don't think this composite cut made it even easier. I kind of, I don't know. This composite cut is two hours mm -hmm. of all the footage together. And I kind of liked the pacing of it, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. when things got went to a lull, they just threw in a Hong Kong fight scene from <laughs> Robin Shu's random B plot. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, this, this is not bad. <laughs> this so, is it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, is, this one's a little all over the place. But yeah. The last fight is infamous for a reason. I think everyone should bask in its glory. I think everybody who still has two eyes should see it. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Keep an eye out for you. You deserve this. You've lost your eyes. <laughs> <laughs>